thanks for listening into Two Truths and a Lie on the Handshake Media Network. I'm your host, Uppy Chatterjee, and this week I've got Japanese wallpaper phoning in. He's just dropped his debut album, Glow, and it's glowy and gorgeous, just as you expect. Um, and in November, he's heading off on a big tour to celebrate. What's up, Gab? How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. It's so lovely to That's chat good. to you. Yeah, you too. Dude, you know, I've been a fan of your music since Forces. Like, that song oh, absolutely floored that's so me. Cool. Oh, thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, and it was so early on in your career, I was, like, mind blown. And then Zach Braff got onto you, and I was like, shit. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff happened. It feels like another lifetime ago, you yeah. know? Like, I feel very <laughs> disconnected to, those, to that person and those songs. But I still, yeah, I'm always still so flattered and just feel so awesome when people tell me that so that's really nice of you that's like a solid five years ago or something huh yeah (laughs) five years it's crazy i was still in high school um i was very nervous and shy i'm now slightly less nervous (laughs) but still like definitely on the scale um yeah i don't know how good um and you're singing these days now as well yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm singing. I'm doing it all. It's like I'm really – it's something I've wanted to do for a while. And I feel like um, like growing up, I was always just – I mean, lucky enough to know so many amazing singers and just mm-hmm. around people who I feel like just naturally had this gift of being able to sing. And I was always like – never really felt like I was that person. I was always really upset and thought it was really like unfair that some people just had it and some didn't. Then one day I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And just like started and just started trying some stuff and you know, like I guess practice makes perfect or practice makes like confident, I guess. Yeah, better. (laughs) So just did it heaps and then was like, Oh, this is actually really fun and nice and uh, you know, everyone has a voice and everyone should be able to express themselves in that way and like yeah yeah and there must be something more powerful about expressing like words you write yourself rather than kind of handing them off to someone else especially like sometimes a female singer to to sing yeah well, right like it changes I the think meaning. So. yeah I think it's it's got I mean you know so many of my favorite singers are not people that are kind of like the most technically Mm. uh like you know like i love some really technically gifted singers as well but like um yeah i feel like it's it's way more about um like like you know being technically good just puts you in the same league as everyone else that's technically good and i feel like it's way more about having something unique and a bit more like it's like i mean yeah totally yeah yeah, I totally get you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you've caught me on a particularly self-deprecating day because <laughs> all my answers are like me trying to justify things to myself. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> but, yeah. all good. Um, well, yeah, congrats on the new album. and Thank you. Yeah, would love to get into these three stories with you. So what have you got for your first truth? Um, my first truth is uh, just this... Um, recurring dream that's been following me for my whole life where I am like 
a small child and I'm on my mum's shoulders and we're running away from an emu. An and emu? Like, yeah. And like once or like, I'd say like maybe once every couple of months I have this dream and I'm on my mum's shoulders and we're in some big like vast like, you know, maybe it's like a park or a wildlife reserve or something and we're just running or mum's running, I'm on her shoulders like and there's away. this emu. Yeah, and one day, like maybe like last year, I was just like talking to my mum and I was like, oh, you know, I keep having this really weird dream about this emu. Like, it's this is such a weird thing. I wonder what it means. And she was like, oh, no, that actually happened. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> she told me that, um, yeah, once at like, I guess it was like a son of a friend of hers or something was having like a birthday party in this wildlife park when I was like three or four. Yeah. And we were chased by an emu. At the wildlife park, and it's followed me Holy every shit. day since. It's yeah, all on, like low key traumatized you back then. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And I still kind of have a little bit of a weird thing with like large birds, um, which definitely makes sense 100%. given <laughs> given my new emu discovery. And I swear, like emus are practically dinosaurs. Like those things are badass. They could fuck yeah. you up if they wanted. They're so big. It's They're crazy. So big. Their feet yeah. are like so big. And yeah. those beaks. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm so <laughs> like just kind of like carrying that one with me. I'm trying to you, uh, you know, maybe it? one day. Sorry? Do you still, Do get, I still get scared of Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, even once every couple of months kinda of like clockwork. Wow. Just so like... even though you found out like it it wasn't really a weird nightmare like it actually happened it's still still getting it yeah i think it must mean something i'm not really sure Mm. what i'd love to yeah i'd love to hear if you have any ideas (laughs) (laughs) i don't i used to have this really weird recurring dream that's way less like it's way more nonsensical it was um it's totally abstract it's like this weird throbbing like you know those um plastic Oh, how do I describe this thing? It's like a plastic geometric thing that you can expand wide and bring it small. It's like a it's like a sphere, but it's like pointy. Oh, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what that object is, but it's sort of like that. Like this weird kaleidoscopic blob in like nothingness would just like throb and get bigger and smaller in my head, which sounds so oh, messed up because that's so hectic. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I used to get it, like, through my teen years, and then it just, like, stopped, and I haven't got it, thank God. Wow. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, I guess there must be people who kind of interpret dreams. I'm sure there's some on the internet. Maybe we should just, like, hit them up. Yeah, there must be a forum. Yeah. It's a support group. (laughs) Like, please tell me what what my brain is trying to make me realize about something. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Do you have any other recurring dreams? Um, you know what? It's so weird. I almost never remember my dreams. Yeah. Like, um, we were just on tour with Mallrat and like every morning we'd get into the car and, um, Grace and her DJ Denim would be like, oh, what did you dream about last night? And they're having these like really long conversations about their dreams. And I guess like maybe if you just kind of get yourself in that routine of like, remembering them and writing them down and like giving them significance in your day like maybe that's like a way to 
you know, remember them and, like, actually give them a bit more significance. But for me, like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was weird, and then just, it's it's gone. But I think the Amy one, like, the consistency of it throughout, like, my life, I guess, like, I was probably four or five when it happened. (laughs) So I guess, yeah, the last, like, 17 years or whatever is just, like, really implanted itself there. (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagining that dream, um, you've heard about this Untitled Goose game. Weird no. video game, right? Oh, so some, like, this Aussie... Oh, wait, someone was telling yeah. me, like, get it on Switch, and I just, I didn't even really get as far as looking it up, but maybe I yeah, will now. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Well, I've been just seeing it on Twitter, like, screenshots all over the place, but I feel like... You, this this image of you on your mum's shoulder running from an emu would be like a really good video game. Just like you having to yeah. run from a sorted large <laughs> man. Oh, <laughs> maybe for someone else. <laughs> Too triggering for me. Too triggering. You already see it in your head. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. That's an awesome one. Um, what is your second truth? Um, my second truth, I guess maybe some people know this from if they follow me on Twitter or if they've ever, like, spent, or my band know this because we've spent some time in a car together, but if I have, like, any, any time where I'm, like, not working on music and I want to listen to music, my go-to is always Coldplay (laughs) and my favourite band, they're just my favourite band in the world and I think they're so good and I think they're so underrated and like obviously they're not underrated because they're the biggest band in the world but like in like our like music circles I feel like yeah people don't really give them enough credit or maybe people think that everyone else thinks they're lame so deep down they like and anyway I'm just like really happy to have an opportunity to talk about Coldplay so <laughs> here we are Coldplay are the best that's my truth <laughs> what's your what's your favorite album like what's what do you love about them his songwriting is um, pretty solid. Yeah, I think the songwriting's pretty solid. I have like depending on like my state of mind or my day or like what else I'm interested in at that point, like my favorite Coldplay album changes pretty frequently. Like sometimes I'm always just like going to like a rush of blood to the head and parachutes and like all of those early songs. Mm. Like I love I think that warning sign song is really stunning and that's kinda of, like one that's a bit not particularly talked about and, like, everything's not lost. And even just, like, Fixie. Fixie is, like, one of the best songs. Like, I don't know. I think something that's really stunning about Coldplay is, like, it's everything is so, like, it sounds really calculated and quite laboured and stuff. Like, it doesn't sound um, improvised or off the cuff, but it still has this way of making you feel how they want you to feel like you can yeah. you can be listening to a Coldplay song and you're like all right in like three minutes time it's going to do this thing that's going to make me feel like I'm on top of the world and yeah. then it comes and it does it and you're like even though you're not surprised about it like there's no kind of like skepticism or irony or anything about it so you can just be like oh yeah like this is completely just beautiful and awesome I get what you mean yeah yeah. You, like, buy into it so fully, like, you let it take you on a journey. You're yeah, like, totally. Yeah, but, like, despite knowing that that's kind of... It's like, okay, they're kind of, like, 
having me along here or like they're just like playing with me a little bit but I'm still like fully just like open Invested. and ready to be yeah yeah it's the I best th- I think that's and I'm like really fascinated yeah I agree I think that's the magic of good pop as well and I'm like really fascinated by like what it is about us that makes us kind of like susceptible to it because yeah, I feel like in other in other kind of ways like we have this nature of like okay like this person is like trying to like tell me something or I mean no I guess it's like going to a comedy show or something because it's like all right your job is to do this to me and like you're gonna do it to me and I'm mm. gonna feel it completely like or like just remove the thing that I know that is this is like very calculated do you think it's to do with like cynicism like people who are like little bit cynical don't buy into those emotions that people are feeding to you but people who are a little bit like they're ready to be taken on a journey are more open to open to feeling do you know it's it's a weird thing to explain yeah totally i'm not really sure because i feel like in a lot of other areas of life i am really cynical Mm. and like maybe this is almost just like despite that it's like okay like i know that this is like yeah i don't know i think there's such a weird kind of phenomenon going on there but whatever it is like they've really mastered it and they just understand it so well that it's like cool like we they're just the best at it yeah yeah magic of pop music yeah oh that cowboy song magic is also really good (laughs) that's another one that i've been loving lately did you um? Did you watch like their documentary and stuff when they dropped I all did. that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I've been known to like put the documentary on before a show, just to kind of like, or like maybe not the documentary, but like just live videos. I'd just be like in the in the green room, like scrolling through my phone or whatever, and watching Coldplay live videos to get me pumped up for a show. <laughs> I love that to get pumped like, up. It's like so the opposite of getting pumped. Yeah. I mean, look, it's true. Oh. There are points where, like, he's running around the stadium and there's fireworks and it's just, like, the most lit thing I've ever seen. Okay, I have a question. Yeah, (laughs) go. What did you think of that Beyonce um, Super Bowl performance? Oh, wait. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of the Coachella one. What's the Super Bowl one? The Super Bowl one was where... I do live under a rock a little bit. It was the one where they started and then, like, Beyonce did Formation, I think. Do you remember that one? It was a Formation year and then Chris Martin was... It was just a bit awkward because, like, he didn't know how to dance and, like, like he was, like, trying his best to, to be... To be... I think I saw, like, a gif of that or something, and I was just like, oh, this is, like, a bit funny. Yeah, I mean, like, they're not cool. They're not, <laughs> like, I, I don't care that Chris, in, in fact, like, it almost makes me feel better about things that like Chris Martin doesn't know how to dance. <laughs> because, like, okay, well, like, so I don't need relatable. to know this either. Yeah, it's so just, like, chill and fine, <laughs> and he's cool. And, like, he can be cool without knowing how to dance, and so can I, <laughs> you know. I love this. You're an ultimate Chris Martin stan. Yeah, I am the ultimate Chris Martin stan, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. That is the crux of this truth, I think. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Um, okay. What is your lie? Um, 
Sir, I'm not a very good liar. <laughs> and I don't have many, like, I feel like I'm pretty kind of just like what you see is what you get in, in like most parts of life and, you know, music and whatever. It's like, I actually have to really think about this. Um, but I guess like this is less of a lie and more of a just like misconception that I mm-hmm. keep like encountering. Um, maybe this is kind of connected to the Coldplay thing as well. Anyway, this thing that I keep encountering and that kind of has been really annoying me a little bit lately is this idea that people have that like um, to learn or like I guess people have this this impression of music where it's kind of like um, has to be this really kind of raw emotional thing that comes from struggle and comes from um, just like somewhere deep inside you and like if you learn music and like study an instrument or whatever like mm-hmm. it kind of takes away a bit of that like rawness and uniqueness and like all the things that people relate to about music that they like um do people say that and well i've just kind of noticed it a little bit like i was watching this interview with phoenix the other day where the dude was talking about how like and phoenix is another one of my all-time number ones and the guitarist is just saying something about how like he never learned to read music and he doesn't want to and he's worried that it'll like take away his kind of spark or something and yeah i don't know i found that really interesting and that's kind of like a misconception that i have encountered i guess more than once and like especially like with relation to like my own practice and stuff it's like i kind of grew up studying a bunch of instruments and i was like really obsessive about practicing and like getting really good and like all of that stuff and i feel like I don't know, like, as I go through my life as a musician in, like, you know, ways connected to the songs that I write and also ways that are very disconnected to the songs that I write and, like, kind of, like, other music stuff broadly that I'm involved Mm -hmm. in, like, I don't know. I'm always kind of, like, feel like I'm still kind of pursuing, like, learning more stuff and I feel like that's really good and that that's, like, something that everyone should, or, like, I guess saying everyone should do anything is, like, a bit silly, but, like, I I don't know, sometimes the music that, like, yeah, I feel like you can still make things that feel emotional and, like, yeah, I feel like it kind of, for me at least, kind of has to work on both levels and then it's, like, really kind of important that it does and, um, yeah, I don't know, just been thinking a lot about, like, striving to know everything about the thing that you're trying to do which like isn't that why like people go to uni or like study or yeah that's such a weird take it's like yeah it's like some people study a fuck ton and then they still don't have that spark and some people are talented enough to not have to study heaps or learn these instruments and they just have it naturally because they're bloody gifted from birth or a prodigy but if you have to study and you still have like some people study and don't have the spark and that's cool like I guess they I don't know maybe are less successful or maybe they takes longer for them to succeed but yeah the it's so weird that people think that it's bad yeah that's bizarre (laughs) yeah I mean I also think like I don't know something another thing that I've been struggling a lot with lately is like 
this idea that you have to have a spark. It's like, you don't really have to have a spark to be a journalist or like a filmmaker or a like doctor or, you know, any kind of job that you, like you don't have yeah. to have a spark to like this idea that, okay, like you want to work in music, you have to have this thing that no one can really say what it is or say like why you need it, but you have to have it. It's like, no, like you can, I mean, I think I know what people talk about when they talk about having a spark, but I also think you can find that through, um, through learning. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, how else do you know if you have it or not if you don't know what it is? And yeah. How should you learn what it is other than to learn it? You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I had no idea. Like, people kind of had that belief. Yeah, it's it's weird, and I I especially think like, you know, like. Well, I, I guess I've been thinking about it a lot at the moment because, like, I'm not at uni anymore and I'm just mm. kind of, like, being like, okay, music, this is this thing, I'm doing this thing and it's going to be great. And, like, as soon as you, like, make that transition to this is my job, I mean, that's not a very, like, romantic way to think about records that you love and music that makes you feel very yeah. emotional or anything, but it's, like, that's the reality of it, like, in the best case kind of as soon as you do that a bit of that spark kind of um gets like a little bit compromised as well Mm -hmm. i guess and it's like learning how to um kind of like capture that thing without kind of this big kind of romanticized idea Mm -hmm. about like what it means to be like a struggling artist and like how important that is and like i don't know i think that's bullshit i think like so often all of these kinds of ideas about like um i mean like another band that i love is fried and rabbit and i think about that guy a lot and like kind of yeah and i think like yeah maybe maybe the kind of crux of this whole thing is like people have very kind of like unfair expectations of on people who write songs about Mm. like what that all has to mean and like how that has to kind of fit into your life and stuff. And, you know, sometimes that can lead to, like, pretty spiky areas. And it's funny because, like, music is this beautiful, joyous thing that we're all, like, so lucky to be able to share and bring to people. And, you know, I could go on about how awesome it is forever, but it's like, um, yeah, I think think that's – I think that it's great to – like, it's important to, like, be able to be – striving for something and be like trying to you know like make things better for yourself through your work rather than like punishing yourself by doing so um so yeah that's my big that's my big lie i think that, the way that yeah that's honestly <laughs> so, so interesting. Got a bit heavy. no yeah it's yeah. just it's it's super interesting and like there's no real answer to it huh it's like it's one of those big questions and creativity that yeah, who the hell knows? Yeah, totally. But I mean, yeah, I will back up and say again that, like, I, don't know, I think working in music is the absolute best. And I think we're all so lucky to be a part of mm. this great thing. And, like, yeah, for <laughs> for the most part, it, yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. It's just obviously, yeah, the pressures and stuff is a whole other story that we don't, you know, fans don't often get to experience or see and they see the glossy, glossy yeah, totally. output of all the hours and time and learning you put into it. And is that <laughs> but a I dog? Think that, that, 
Yeah, I'm just going for a bit of a walk, <laughs> getting out of the studio. My studio doesn't have any windows, so that's a bit of a bummer. Like and a sometimes I'm just kind of like, yeah, very <laughs> ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, get off the chair, get out of the room, stop looking at the screen. Um, but there definitely is a dog that I just walked past who obviously wants something, I guess. Hopefully it's cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much, Gab. That's an awesome food for thought. Yeah, I mean, any time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always felt like your music reminded me of, like, Australia's Jack Antonoff. Ah, oh, that is very kind. That is a person that I idolize completely. So, yeah. cool, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and his brain was, like, similarly... <sighs> Oh, he was so smart. I was like, I was speechless for most of it. I was like, "Fuck, you're really, you're really intelligent." Yeah, he is very intelligent. He's yeah. got a lot of kind of big, lofty ideas about how everything works, and yeah, and it um, comes to his music, and you can feel those lofty, like, lofty is like the perfect word for him. I think. Yeah, totally. It's all very lofty. It's all very like. I feel like listening to him talk. It's kind of like everything that he says and believes is like the most important thing in the world and like it kind of comes through in the music as well I find that so fascinating yeah because like I do feel quite connected to like that style of music and that yeah. kind of I guess like a lot of his approach on the kind of technical and instrument side I feel very connected to but something that I don't really understand is that kind of sense of uh, like bigness that he has to like everything that he does yeah. and like I guess um maybe that comes with oh, like I, I think that's why I'm so fascinated by him as well because I feel so kind of connected to a lot of like that um or like the thing that he does but I'm also like I don't understand how you can or like all of these things can be so similar and I feel very small and you feel very big. Mm. Although maybe he feels very small as well and he's just kind of overcompensating. And, like, if so, that's kind of genius. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, like, asked him, I was like, how do you write a big pop song? Because you seem to do it, like, in your sleep. And, um, he didn't even, well, obviously he wasn't going to answer that question if he had a real answer. But <laughs> he just, yeah, he was like, I just think about a feeling and if it feels good or it feels right, I go with it. If it doesn't, I, I can it. And I was like, well, yeah, that sounds I mean, really easy. <laughs> I guess maybe that's the spark, you know, like, yeah. cause it's kind of like you can be so, or like you can try and educate yourself so much and you can be so kind of like across everything that you're doing. But it's kind of like, if, if any of us knew how to write a big song, we would do it like three times a day. <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I think like you've managed it a few times. Like, you definitely yeah, have some big songs uh, that make you feel, like, I don't know. I hope than so. I'm always, I'm always so excited when I come across those songs. I mean, because it's kind of like, I, I guess all you can do is, like, show up every day and, like, turn on your computer and yeah. just, like, you know, have a play and see what happens. And then sometimes you come across these big songs and it's, like, they're the times where everything feels like it's worth it and everything's yeah. coming together and yeah i guess i guess in a way it is a bit like a casino coming back around <laughs> and it's like the, the thrill of like that thing just like keeps you showing up every day and um yeah but i i, don't know, I think it's way better than a casino <laughs> that is 
I'm going to end it on that beautiful thought. That's, yeah, no, that's so true. I love that. It's like it's like pulling the the poker handle thing on on a song and hoping that it it lands and people feel the things you feel when you wrote it. Yeah, I mean, I guess like I don't know. I don't really believe anyone when they say they know how to write a song. Like no one knows <laughs> how to write songs. Everyone's just trying their best, and sometimes it yeah. happens, and sometimes it doesn't. But like, I feel like everyone, or like thinking about just like songs that I love and songs that connect to me sometimes. I mean, I don't really know what to do with this as opposed to all the Coldplay stuff we were just talking about, but it's like, I feel like sometimes, you know, songs just feel like, oh, maybe this is the same thing. Like you you listen to a song for the first time and you feel like it's been there your whole life. Mm. And like you write a song and you feel like it's been there your whole life and like you can't do that every day. I don't know that that's possible. But when it when it does happen, yeah, that's that's the best thing in the world. Yeah, when you hear those songs and you're like, Why didn't I think of that? Like that is so simple (laughs) but like perfect and you're like Yeah. Was that chord progression like there the whole time? (laughs) Yeah. Did it exist? I mean I guess I guess probably like music's just a combination of different, you know, different words and different kind of intervals between notes and stuff and like really like all of that stuff's been there the whole time no one's really invented any of it we're just like finding different ways to like put it in order i guess yeah such a funny way to think about it yeah (laughs) let's boil the industry down to like oh yeah just (laughs) rearrange the things (laughs) yeah just yeah cool well on that note, I should probably get back to the studio and, like, rearrange some more things. Um, so, <laughs> I will let yeah. you do that. Thank you so much, Gab. This was such a lovely chat. Yeah, likewise. I um, really appreciate your time, and congrats on Glow again. Um, Thank you so much. No worries. I think long time coming to see a debut album from you, so everyone's really excited. Yeah, um, oh, I'm so glad. I'm really proud of it, and I'm so excited that, you know, it's finally kind of in the world yeah yeah i i hope to come down to your show in november as well i don't know the hell yeah but um sounds great well you're on the door you're welcome to come anytime so just hit me up that's so (laughs) nice okay i will definitely come down to sydney show and um yeah good luck on it catch you soon thanks so much bye